Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. Throughout the years, I've heard many people question why men have nipples. People are kind of like, what's the point? However, what is, I think, fascinating is that with a little bit of help, men can actually lactate um, enough so that they could actually breastfeed in some cases. You know, since the, the 1800s, there have actually been cases of men lactating and serving as, as a wet nurse or, or providing nourishment to their child. Obviously, this isn't commonplace, but it's but it's possible and kind of cool. So, so let's start with why it's so much easier for women to lactate than men. So according to the Pulitzer Prize winner, Jared Diamond, in a 1995 article for Discover Magazine, he said, the genes on chromosome 23 acting in concert with genes on other chromosomes ultimately determine all differences between our sexes. He went on to write that those differences include not only the possession of ovaries as opposed to testes, but also the the post-adolescent differences in beards, pitch of voice, and breast development. So all males and females we all have mammary glands, which, which is the organ that produces milk, but they only fully develop in, in females. And, and when mammary glands mature fully in females during puberty, they develop into a state where like a hormonal spike, uh, you know, usually by prolactin, can, can easily induce lactation, which is why, again, prolactin is such an important hormone for, for lactating, especially when we're breastfeeding. For, for males, the gland, it, it generally doesn't mature to that level, hence why it's so much easier for, for women to breastfeed. So then, again, how? How is it possible for men to lactate? While men have the necessary parts to lactate, they don't typically have the hormones. So much always goes back to hormones, right? So all the circumstances that can lead to men lactating involve their body creating, again, higher levels of the hormone prolactin, which once again is the hormone necessary to produce milk. Um, Thorazine, a popular antipsychotic used in the, the mid 20th century, it actually impacted the pituitary gland, which is like this pea-sized endocrine gland located near the base of the brain. And it, it caused men to, to overproduce prolactin. Um, so that 
helped to uh, cause the men on that medication to, in some cases, lactate. There's also the, the heart medication, digoxin. I'm so bad at pronouncing medication names. D-I-G-O-X-I-N. It also has a similar effect. It causes those prolactin levels to rise. There's also been cases of men with pituitary tumors lactating. Um, in addition, starvation can can lead to men lactating because it inhibits the functioning of hormone producing glands um, as well as the hormone absorbing liver. So that can cause starvation, can cause spontaneous lactation. What some men have done in order to breastfeed their child is take prolactin and estrogen injections under the care of a physician. There was also, and this is interesting, a report of a 38-year-old man in Sri Lanka who, in 2002, he actually nursed his two daughters through infancy after his, his wife died during childbirth. All right, in that same vein, it's, it's interesting to note that many adoptive mothers, they can begin lactating within a few weeks of, of adoption through nipple stimulation. In addition to just that nipple stimulation, you know, becoming a mother, even if you didn't birth the baby, it, it can create a natural shift in your hormones, similar to how some men can experience, you know, a drop in testosterone around the time their partner gives birth, even though the baby's not in them, they're not giving birth, they still have a hormone shift. So this can also happen to adoptive mothers, leading to, in some cases, that lactation with nipple stimulation. And, you know, while many types of male mammals can lactate under certain conditions, um, a, a male fruit bat in Southeast Asia, it's the only male mammal that, that just lactates spontaneously, which is interesting. And, you know, it's pretty cool to think that someday we, we might see fathers supporting mothers in the process of, of breast or, or chest feeding, as some call it. And, and I think this would be a huge step forward for equality. And, and it could also forge, you know, deeper bonds between, between fathers and babies. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Mm -hmm.